JD Talking Sports, Thursday, February 16th, 2017. I want to start right off. Darrell Revis got into an altercation 2.30 in the morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, with at least three people. Supposedly, some guy was went up to him, said, hey, Darrell Revis, then followed him, tried to take some video. Revis tried to grab the phone and delete the video, led to an altercation. Supposedly, two guys were knocked out. They said Revis feared for his safety. Said some injuries, but they haven't reported the injuries. Nothing good happens after 12 o'clock. Nothing good happens after 1 o'clock. Nothing good happens after 2 o'clock. 2.30, crazy things are going to happen. Said he was checking out some properties from Pittsburgh. Aliquippa, actually. Coming off a bad year. I am not putting any blame on Revis on this front. If anything, if he did take the cell phone, maybe, you know... What's the worst that could happen? He was looking at some property. Maybe he swore at the guy. Worst things could happen. But maybe he just was like, in, you know, you, you don't know. You don't know what happened. I'm not putting any... I don't have all the facts. All I know is that they said two guys were knocked out. All right, hold on. Isaac, I'm sorry. You have to go. Someone said that two people were knocked out for 10 minutes. That's a long time to be knocked out. The police are saying that he is not... He was the victim in this. They're taking his side. You know, I, it's it's not good. They, he said he never went out to start a fight. He has stellar credibility. Yeah, I, I, I just wow. You know, I just nothing ever happens. Nothing, nothing good happens. His his attorney. His, oh, you know who stood up for him? His, he's got a good attorney said he was the victim in all this. And he also was injured, but they're not sure of the injuries. He hasn't been charged with anything, but there are penny charges against him, including robbery, terroristic threats, conspiracy, aggravated assault. Listen, the guys were in their 20s. The guys, we don't know what kind of condition they were in. You don't know. Middle of the night, nothing good happens. That's all I have to say on that front. 2.30 in the morning, bad things happen. He was checking out some property, some, some, uh, I guess, business, some property was developing or whatever. Never a dull moment, huh? I always say, don't go, you know, anytime I sit out late at night, you know, you're, you're asking, you know, crazy things can happen. We, I would rather go to Wohop on Mott Street and have some Chinese food. I think that'd be better. But nothing good happens in the middle of the night. Nothing. And I don't care whatever you did. There are people out there that are lit up. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying, I have no idea what happened to the situation, but I'm saying there, after midnight, all the, all the, all the crazies come out. After two o'clock, all bets are off. All bets are off. Yeah. I, I hope they'll get to the bottom of this. But Revis, next time, look at the property during daytime. I don't want. I don't want you to. I don't. God forbid something. What if these? What if these guys? What if? What if there was a weapon involved? What if one of the guys got pissed? He could have been really hurt. Don't need that stuff. You know. You know. They. You know. He didn't like being followed. The guy was trying to take a picture. He tried to delete a video being taken of him. Yeah. I, I don't know. In this day and age, social media. Everybody wants to get on TMZ. Everybody wants to be famous for a minute, and. Got to just got to stay out of those situations. Stay home. Go at different times. Bad things, always bad things. Also, 
Nick Mangold won't require ankle surgery after missing games last year, but his future with the Jets still in doubt. He's got a high cap number this year. Coming up. He's been solid, but the last couple of years, you know, he missed missed uh, more games this year than he's mass- missed in the last couple of years combined. You know, I, I feel like football just ended, and I feel like I, right now, I feel like I'm lost. There's a little basketball today. We're getting ready for the conference tournaments coming up. We have March Madness. But right now, it's the kind of like a malaise. You know, baseball, no no spring training games. It feels like they play 8,000 spring training, spring training games. And... Anything's possible this time of year. Anything's possible right now. And football ended. I heard Victor Cruz might be, the Broncos might be interested in him. Will Ty was re-signed by the Giants, the tight end. My friend Harris hated him. He said, when you know, he would stumble over his own two feet. He'd make mistakes. But I'll tell you, when he caught a ball with that speed he had, he made things happen. FSU, started FSU, went to Stony Brook. Guy can play. When he makes catches, he he can make some big plays. When he doesn't, bad things happen. But when he makes when he when he when he has a chance to do something, he can be quite explosive. And another reason why the Big Ten is not that good this year. Number eleven Wisconsin fell to Michigan sixty four fifty eight. It's gonna be you know what, I don't even take any of this because now tournament will come, they'll say, Oh, Big Ten, nobody was in the in the top sixteen. From the Big Ten, then the tournament will come. Wisconsin will go on a run. They'll go make final eight. Somebody's going to surprise somebody. And all these conferences that were in the first sixteen that came out last week, it's all going to change. And there's always going to be some team who's going to surprise in the tournament. There's always going to be some team that doesn't surprise in the tournament. It always happens that way, constantly. Now, I was talking there's a malaise now because right now, you know, I mean, nothing's happened yet. The Yankees. Girardi's in the last year of a four-year, $16 million contract. Tenth year with the Yankees. GM Brian Cashman also is up this year. Steinbrenners, they wait till the end of the season. But they have offered contract extensions to players in the past. CC before he opted out in 2012. Gardner, before 2015. And last summer, they offered an extension to Araldis Chapman, who went to the Cubs and now came back and got even more money. Good move on his part. And they feel Girardi, well, Steinbrenner said he could be judged on how some of the team's top prospects progressed this season, which is true. But Tansis is staying away from camp because he is having the first arbitration hearing since uh, Chin Ming Wang 2008. Hal said the numbers were too far apart. The Yankees were offering three, and Batantis wants five. Well, Chin Ming Wong came off two 19-win seasons. He wanted 4.6. The Yankees countered with four, and they won. I don't know if Patanza is going to get the $5 million. I guess we'll see. And A-Rod will be in camp next week for about three days. I say it's great work if you can get it. Three days. He loves working the youngsters. I guess three days is more than enough. You know, he gets his fill. But it is spring training. I think he could be roving all... All spring training. Well, also, also he's going to work with some of the younger players throughout the year. You know what? If he can help some guys out, do it. He's also a keynote speaker I saw at the U. He's given a lot of money to the school. Also, the baseball field is named after him. He's given a lot of, you know, he trained down there and everything. He's like an honorary alum, alumnus. 
And Brian Cashman said he's not waving the white flag on 2017. Of course not. Come on. You never know if these guys can turn it. They're not, I don't think they're going to be like a Cubs where they're going to have the, they're going to take off and blow everybody away. But I think they could have a solid season. And also you have Jacoby Ellsbury with the noose of a contract. He's in the fourth year of a seven-year, $153 million deal, which is just... <laughs> and his slash line for the last three years, 264 batting average, 326 on base per on base percentage and 382 slugging. Not good. Not good. Cashman said he has to produce for a team to contend. Well, with those numbers, they're not contending. I always thought Ellsbury looks, I mean, he's, first of all, he's always hurt. You're guaranteed he's going to go on the DL at least once or twice a season. And I, I, think, I just think he's average. I think he got a great, great contract on a one good, one really, really, not even good season, for one, one like half, half a season where he was unstoppable. Led to this, man, imagine that $153 million. That's like an albatross hanging over the team. But I digress. Hey, I'm not going to make a prediction yet. Still got a lot of time before the season starts, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. And the Mets, I'm likely to discuss extensions with any of the young starters during spring training per Newsday. Now, Matt Harvey's under contract through next season. Matt Boris is his agent, and he really has no... I'm sorry, Scott Boris. I said Matt, Scott Boris. And he really, right now, he's got to have a really solid year before they even talk about anything. He's been injured. But if he is on, I love watching him pitch. Jacob deGrom, he's not a free agent until 2021. And Thor and Steven Matz, not until 2022. No need to rush. And I thought I heard this earlier, but Syndergaard is going to be the opening day starter April 3rd, Monday, April 3rd, versus the Braves at 1.10 p.m. We like giving on GD Talking Sports, Drop the G, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We like to give you this stuff right off the bat. Also, if you get a chance, subscribe on iTunes. I would love to hear from you. Now, Zach Wheeler now may not pitch his next bullpen session until Saturday or Sunday. You know, just going to take it easy. Kid gloves. Take it easy. Let's take it slow. Let's just take it a little slow. Knicks, man, blew a 17-point lead last night at OKC. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double after three periods. 27 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. And then he finishes with 38 points, 14 rebounds, 12 assists, and a 116-105 win over the Knicks. Knicks fall to 23-34. OKC improves to 32-25. Now, I predicted the Knicks would go 42-40 this year. Now, they are 23-34, 57 games into the season, 25 games left. Now, Ryan, if I do my math correctly... They have to go 19-6 and six the rest of the way. That's a 760 win percentage the rest of the way. You think that's going to happen, Ryan? 19-6 and six the rest of the way. No. No. NFW. That's a big NFW. Yeah. If they do it, hey, if they do it, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'll eat crow or anything stupid like that. I'll just, I'll just give them a big, I'll give them, I'll give them a standing ovation right here on the show. I'll take it. They do it. Hey, more power to them. But 19-6 and six the rest of the way. And they open up. First game out of the All-Star break is at the Cavaliers. After All-Star break, they're going to... Yeah. That was Russell Westbrook in 50, 32 and 25. And it's because of 57 games, he has 27 triple-doubles. That is now third all-time in NBA history behind Wilts 31 in 1967-68 and Big O's 41 and 61-62. That means he needs, in the, in the next 
actually 57, 25 years to have 14. Well, that's better than 50%. I don't know if he's going to get it, but he's definitely going to, he's going to challenge it. I don't think he can, I don't think he's going to get 14 in his last 25. He got 27 in the first 57 games. Yeah, he, he has to go crazy the second half of the season. I don't think it's going to happen. Carmelo had 19 in the first quarter, hit his first seven shots, finished with 30, and only made four of his last 13 shots last night. Hernan Gomez, eight points, 10 rebounds. Porzingis had 11.7 rebounds, but he was coping with a stomach ailment. He has not been... He's been all over the place the last couple of games. Last... D-Rose had 25. Man, but Russell Westbrook, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Triple-double through three. 64th career triple-double for him. Nick shot 56% in the first half, 40% in the second half. And Jeff Van Gundy feels that Nick should retire Oakley's jersey. Hey, I am not against that at all. I don't think Ryan would be either. I think that's okay. I'm okay with that. And Oakley says Dolan at same level as former Clippers owner Donald Sterling. He said, man, Dolan's been around a long time and hasn't heard anything good about him. And he felt that Dolan was way out of line on the alcoholic claims against him. Here's a point there. I don't know, Donald Sterling, you know, a little different. A little different. But I hear you. I hear you. He's pissed. He he's still angry. He, you know, he's a guy that's that, that that's gonna stay angry for for a while. We'll let him calm down. He'll deal with it. We'll go from there. Hey, and Jerry Falwell had a vision that his team would get into the FBS. Well, they are. They're going from the FCS to FBS. They will be the 129th team in the football bowl subdivision. Their reclassification will begin in the 2017-2018 academic year. They'll compete as an FBS independent in 2018 and be bowl eligible in 2019. Hey, Liberty, God's on their side. You know, hey, more power to them. You know what? They have the money. Someone has the money behind them. And you know what? You need money to play in the FBS. And I have a feeling they have plenty of money. I don't think I'm going to worry about that school. And Tony Romo, expected to be released by Cowboys, believes he can start two or three more seasons via ESPN. And I read somewhere today that if Kirk Cousins jumps ship with the Redskins, Romo, they might go after. Hey, why not? And Chad Kelly... That is Jim Kelly's nephew. Of He blew out his knee as uh, Ole Miss quarterback, right? He was Ole Miss. Yes, Ole Miss quarterback. He had a good sugar bowl last year. He was having a pretty good, he was having a damn good year this year too. His family hadn't been told why his combine, combine invite was rescinded per Bill Pullian. Now his agent, Vance McAllister, said it was due to the criminal history. Now there was confusion because Kelly received, you know, Go ahead. The, the league said in January, you know, hey, you're going to go to the combine. And he never received the written note taking away the invite. Well, agents were notified by phone that, hey, Mr. Kelly is not invited. Now, late in 2014, he pleaded guilty to disorderly contact, conduct stemming from a nightclub brawl. And same year, he was booted from the Clemson team for detrimental conduct, including screaming at coaches. 
He had to go spend a year at Last Chance U. If you haven't seen the documentary on Netflix, watch it. It is fantastic. At East Mississippi Community College, the Lions. And in that year, 12 games, they won the JUCO National Championship. 12 games, he had over 3,900 yards, 47 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 325 and change yards per game, and over basically 67% completion percentage. I know they have this, you know, that, you know, and, it, and when a cousin got tackled hard at a football game this past year and he went to protect the cousin, it didn't look good because they got video of all of it. But he plays hard, man. I've watched him play, man. He's got a cannon for an arm. That, that knee heals. I take a shot at him. I'll tell you, right now with what the Jets have, I would take Chad Kelly in a heartbeat. And you know what? They might be able to get him. You know, he might drop. And that's a guy I'd pick up because he's got balls, man. He plays hard as hell. And you got an uncle like Jim Kelly, who is a badass, tough as shit, tough, hard as nails. I would take Chad Kelly in a heartbeat, heartbeat. Now, one NFL exec says the Cal's Davis Webb will be the best quarterback of the draft class. Over 4,200 yards last year, 37 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Played in the same system as Jared Goff, transferred from Texas Tech. Uh, You know what? Hey, no one thought that. Dak Prescott was going to be the guy he was. Now, he got on the right team and had the kind of year, came in and did everything. But nothing phased him. Played SEC. Hey, you know what? Someone's going to, someone is out there, has their Dak Prescott that's going to blow, blow up next year. Somebody's going to blow up next year. It's going to happen. We just have to wait and see. Now, I thought this, I was, it was funny. I subbed today at a school and a kid played soccer. And I asked him, I said, well, 2026 World Cup, they said, could be hosted by three or four countries. He said, that's going to be messy. I said, that's going to be very messy. I, I, I just feel it's all over the place. I, that's a lot of... It's a lot of... A lot of countries. Logistics and all that stuff. I mean, I know I guess you could be, put each region in, in different places, but also there's going to be time differences in all of them. You know, all the games are going to be at different times. I think it's going to be a mess. I think they should have like the, you know, I think, I think, you know, you have this, you have the Super Bowl, you know, there should be a designated location. I think all the Olympics should be in one location. I think they should just pick a place to have the World Cup and so be it. Because it's all neutral for every team except the host country anyway. So why not make it all, make a place, make it nice weather, grass fields, build a place, build a whole complex and let it be there. I don't know. I, I think that's not a bad idea. I don't have any say in this. And I know I don't talk about the Olympic sports enough, but you know what? Low Belly won the first U.S. biathlon world title, won a 20-kilometer individual race at the World Championship in Austria. Now, U.S. before Belly won, had previously had two silvers and a bronze at the championships, which date back to 1958. And listen to this. It's the only sport the U.S. has never won an Olympic or world title per U.S. biathlon. And they should know. They should know. And Bailey, hey, 20 for 20 shooting. It qualifies him for the 2018 games in, in, in South Korea. He's a three-time Olympian, Olympian. Never finished better than third at a World Cup event or 10th at the World Championship. So he never finished better than third at a World Cup event and never better than 10th at the World Championships. In Russia, last Olympics, he finished eighth, which was the best finish by U.S. by athlete at the Games. At Games ever. 
How about that? Lowell Bailey. I know we don't talk about these guys enough. These guys bust their ass, man. That is a tough competition. You ever do that stuff? You ever try cross-country skiing? That is no joke. And then he used to shoot a gun? Come on, man. And and I don't don't know. But every time I think of a biathlon, a biathlete, I think of, for your eyes only, Roger Moore. He had one, yeah, that was, that guy who was the biathlete, he was a badass. Killer too. Threw a motorcycle over his head. Sheena Easton. That's a great song. If you get a chance to listen to that song, For Your Eyes Only, I'm talking, I am a huge Bond fan. Huge. Oh, I watched uh, Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Start off okay. And then, eh. Rock is always fun to watch. He's never dull. Never dull. All right. Now the Marlins, a little baseball here. Marlins sale might fall through after reports that Jeffrey Loria could be named ambassador to France. Now, this is the thing. The Kushners, you got to worry about the ethics, right? The ethics committee. Kushners, you know, not they're not keen of the appearance that the there's an amba- a trade of an ambassadorship for a baseball team. They're not happy with that swap. They don't want to do... They've actually removed themselves from the buyer's list. I think it's a good move. But they said maybe in the future they can buy the team. And Loria gave a six-figure donation to the to Trump. So basically, I give you this donation, and it gets me a ambassadorship, which worked for Woody Johnson too. Hey, money talks, bullshit runs the marathon. Nino Brown, Nino Brown said that in New Jack City, and it stayed with me forever. And he got the Cubs looking to become the first repeat champ since the Yankees, ninety-eight to two thousand. Cubs won actually in nineteen oh seven, nineteen oh eight. I was I was just a little kid back then, still trying to find my way, still teething. You know, it was tough times, but I got I got past it. Now Joe Madden. Back in the day, was a scout, and his mentor was an old pitcher named Gene Thompson. Now, when he was a scout, Gene Thompson, he would go to a house. You know, it was a really festive thing. You know, there'd be food, drink, whatever. He'd sign the kid. And as he would leave, he'd tell the kid, now, I'm going to leave this house. I'm going to walk out this door and look for somebody better than you. <laughs> and Madden said, as you move along, people are coming behind you constantly. I thought that was great. I'm going to walk out this door and look for somebody better than you. <laughs> And he wants the Cubs, Madden really wants the Cubs to feel uncomfortable, not content with winning one. Because when you think about it, Steinbrenner always kept the Yankees on edge. And Jeter did the same thing in the clubhouse. It was championship or failure. The season was a failure. Now, Chris Bryant said the same thing. This season will be a failure unless the Cubs get to the World Series. I don't think it's get back. I think you want to win. I don't think getting back means jack shit. You want to win. And Madden feels he'll do a softer touch to the Yankees' approach but create a similar feeling with the Cubs. That uncomfortableness, hey, we won, but one's not enough. You want to you know, you want to get a run going. And hey, it's harder. Hard to repeat, especially hasn't happened since 2000. I think they got a pretty good shot. And I think Madden's a hell of a manager. I know they got a little lucky with that rain delay. I don't think they would have had a shot in hell, but, but damn. And I'm kind of pissed my, uh, FDU lost again. DeMarcus Cousins wants to sign an extension with the Kings. Wants his legacy legacy to end in Sacramento. Jersey retired, all that kind of stuff. You know, I wanted to see how Kevin Hall did today. I did not get the... After you lost... What did they lose by? 91-81 to Sacred Heart. Wow, they're 9-6. and six. They were in second place. 
Now they fall to a tie for third, nine and six, eleven fifteen overall. Sacred Heart improved to eight and seven, thirteen and fifteen overall. They were eight and one. Fairly Dickinson. The Knights were eight and one. They are one and five. Their last six in conference, and they played Mount Saint Mary's on Saturday. Yes, they do. At home, the best team in the conference. Mount St. Mary's 12-3 and three overall. Wow, this season's going. <laughs> they still can make up time. The only the only saving grace today's game for FDU is four of the five starters scored in double figures. Holloway had 15 points, 12 rebounds. Earl Potts Jr. had 21. Jiggets had 12. And Darian Anderson came back and had 19. And then Darnell Edge had 11 off the bench. And they still got the loss. Yep, 91 points. Come on, guys. Let's get, let's get, let's write the ship. Write the ship, man. Hey, and Trump declined, declined to do the NCAA basketball bracket that was done for the last eight years by Obama. Now, Obama, you know, I know he did it every year. I really never paid attention, but he only picked a champ. Once the first, the, and the, that was his first bracket when he picked UNC in two thousand nine, of course. But I did. I did any of us expect Trump to do it? No, come on, he's not a basketball guy. No. And I was right. Hey, Mark Gottfried fired today after five plus seasons with the Wolfpack. We'll finish the season with the team one twenty two eighty two over six years, one hundred twenty two wins, eighty two losses. This year, 14-13, 3-11 ACC. Second straight season, they probably will not make the tournament unless they go on a run in the ACC, which is being played at Barclays this year, which I might tell my buddy Ben to go to. Maybe we'll go to that. You know, maybe that should happen. But wow. They said, blowout, he's done. Now, I wanted to tell, this is a story I got last week, and I found it kind of interesting. You know Phil Jackson said a leopard can't change its spots, and he brought up, the name Michael Graham. Do you remember Michael Graham? He, a former Georgetown Bruiser, played on the 1984 national champion, actually the only national championship that John Thompson won, John Thompson Sr. won at Georgetown. And this is from Frank Isola from the New York Daily News. And Graham said, you know, because that's what Phil Jackson said, that uh, he can't change his spots. You know, he turns out, you know, Jackson used to describe a player that either can or simply refuses to change his spots. And he brought up Michael Graham because Michael Graham played with him in the CBA. Well, Michael Graham said, I wouldn't say a leopard can't change his spots. He said, my life's good. I'm married. I have children. I'm a business owner. I have a foundation that helps kids in the D.C. area. He goes, I'm good. Now, Jackson tweeted a response to a critical comment column about uh, Carmelo that was written by Bleacher Report's Kevin Ding. Jackson wrote that Bleacher's Ding almost rings the bell, but I learned you don't change the spot on Leopard with Michael Graham in my CBA days, D-A-Z-E, put it. Now, Graham was picking up his wife from work, and the Georgetown teammate, Gene Smith, you know, broke the news to him. And Smith said to him, you know, Phil still loves you, and Graham was, like, confused. He said, uh... And Graham said to Smith, are you serious? And they said, you know, it didn't bother me. He goes, he said, Phil's a master of the mind game. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> he says, but I appreciate the love. He woke up the dead. Now, he's 53 now. 
and he spent part of the 86-87 season under Jackson with the Albany Albany Patroons. Now, Graham was known as an intimidating, scowling power forward. I mean, that 84 team, he made the cover of SI. They beat they beat Hakeem Olajuwon and Houston, Five Slamma Jamma, in the championship game that, that was played in Seattle, and he actually made the cover of SI. Now, he was later suspended for academic reasons, transferred to the University of District of Columbia, never played for the D2 school, and he entered the 1986 NBA draft, and he was selected by the Seattle Supersonics. He, but he was the last cut, and then he eventually ended up with the Patroons, and Phil Jackson was the coach. And Graham said, knows the game. Jackson knows the game. He can be a little weird at times, but overall, he was a good guy. He goes, I tried my best to learn a lot from him. I never understood trying to run that triangle. And he said, I realized he wanted me to rebound. That was my strength. He didn't want me to score. I still don't know why my name would come up in a conversation about him and Mello. And he says, first year playing pro ball was difficult. Mom died. He had two younger brothers he had to take care of, as well as a two-year-old son. And he said, I wasn't thinking about the basketball part of it. You know, I had to focus on the things I needed to do. He said, I didn't, even, I didn't even remember Jackson cutting me. You know, we went out to play in West Virginia, and he called me into his room. He looked upset. He told me I was being traded to the team we were playing that night. He goes, that was it. And Graham actually bounced around basketball's minor leagues until retiring in 94, the same year Ewing led the Knicks to the NBA Finals. And this, now, this, the guy who had academic issues ended up getting his B.A. in business and is working on a master's degree from Georgetown. And he's a foundation which is called Bounce Back, and it helps provide mentors for disadvantaged and troubled youth in the nation's capital. Also, Graham's been quite lucky. 2013, he won a million dollars in the D.C. lottery. Good for him. And you know what he said? This, this is what he said. He would tell Carmelo to continue to play hard and play for the Knicks. He said, Phil Jackson doesn't own the team. Don't pay attention to that. I know it's hard. Just stay true to yourself. I thought that was, you know, I like that article. I agree with it. Michael Graham, because that's what I was wondering. When he talked about him, I said, I totally remember him. I remember him from that 1984 tournament. I mean, he was a shaved head. He was a, he was a badass, he was a badass mofo. Bad, tough, tough guy. And I, I was like, I wonder what happened to him. And there it is. Do it on foundation. Hey, won a million dollars in the lottery, has kids going for a master's degree from Georgetown, got his undergraduate degree, basketball didn't work out, and the words the words to Carmelo be true, just stay true to yourself. Couldn't be put any better in my opinion. Thank you, Mr. Isola, for the awesome article. Much appreciated. Now, Jermaine Durandamy said she didn't throw dirty shots at Holly Holm. She said, I never had any bad intentions. And I feel if I was a fighter, I would always have bad intentions. I'd always want to mess somebody up. I don't know if you're not, you're trying to knock somebody out. This is your livelihood. This is, this pays the bills. Yeah. I want to go there and destroy the person. I don't know. I didn't expect a response from her. And now Floyd, if the fight takes off, he's a 25 to one favorite per Westgate out in Vegas over McGregor. But the boxing match has to happen by May 31st, 2018. Mayweather's 49 and 0, 26 KOs. Last fought Andre Berto. Beat him in a unanimous decision September 2015. And sports books won't make any more odds on fight until it's official and limiting wagers to 2,000. That's the maximum bet because they want to make the fight bettable because, God forbid, we want to get as much money as possible from people. Is it ever going to happen? I don't know. 
I feel like they just, it's a tease. Folks, it's a damn tease sometimes. They tease you. They tease you and they tease you and they tease you. It sucks. Hey, and congrats, Sidney Crosby, fastest, fastest active player to reach 1,000 career points with a first period assist versus the Jets tonight. 757 games, 1,000 points, 1,000 career points. Sidney Crosby, I know my buddy... is very, very happy with that. I know he's ecstatic. David, if you're out there, and I know you are, if you you get a chance, Kettle Whistle Radio does a funny, awesome podcast. Music, he says film, a lot of horror stuff. Listen to it. It's, It's good stuff. Really good stuff. All right, now we have trivia questions. Trivia questions for all you fans out there. Okay, last night, Ryan was asking me. He thought it might have been Golden State or the Bulls, the 96 Bulls. No. What NBA team had the largest point differential in one season? That means their point differential is more than the other team in one season. The the best point differential. This is not a losing team. It's a winning team. Lakers, 12.3 points per game differential. The 71-72 team went 69-13, won the NBA title that year, beat the Knicks in five games. They also went on a, I think, a 33-game winning streak that year. Wilt, Jerry West, that was a hell of a team. All right? And tonight's trivia question, who has the most total Grand Slam titles in the history of tennis? Who has the most total Grand Slam titles? That's, okay, and I'm talking total... I'm not talking. I'm talking singles, doubles, mixed. Who has the most total Grand Slam titles in the history of tennis? All right, folks. Have a good night. I will talk to you. NBA, kind of like we're finishing up some games. I want FDU to come around. We got Carmelo's playing in the All Star game coming up this weekend. Other than that, it's kind of slow, folks. I'm just waiting for the combine. Combine's next week, I think. Yes, next week combine. Come by. All right. Take it easy. Peace out.